There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another episode of Bench with Bubba on episode 60. We're talking college football bowl previews. But before we do that, I'm telling you about one of the fun new ways to play daily fantasy sports. It's called Draft, Draft.com. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why you need to try Draft. No more getting crushed by the pros. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Playing a real-life NBA or NFL Draft right now. Be done drafting in under five minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second, so you can join one whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code SD Sports. That's right. Playing a real money draft for free just by using the promo code SD Sports. All one word SD Sports. But it gets even better. Drafts are so sure you'll love it that they're even offering a money back guarantee up to 100 bucks. Just search Draft in your app store or go to draft.com and come play for free right now with promo code SD Sports. Voter prohibited, must be 18 or older. See website for details. Offer must be redeemed within 14 days. Now, I hope you guys enjoy the latest episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 60, College Football Bowl Preview. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode 60. On episode 60, we bring back a previous guest, a good friend of ours, to talk some college football bowl games. You can find his work on fanragsports.com, on Twitter at A. Collegé is uh, Alex Kolodje. How are we doing? What's up, Baba? Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I'd steal my thing. Um, so what have you been up to over there, FanRags? Um, a little bit of everything. Um, kind of the, the Swiss Army knife, do a little bit of everything. Um, doing some reporting stuff. I like to do some long-form pieces, especially with athletes. been doing a lot of that. Um, I have a weekly NFL segment covering sports gambling, talking about picks, but it's more so just lighthearted stuff. I think just kind of talking about the things that we all want to say, but nobody actually says them. Um, and then I also started a fitness segment as well, which is funny because everybody now is like, hey, you're like the fitness guy. I'm like, actually, I'm not. I'm the guy that makes fun of all the fitness guys who are on Instagram flexing and stuff. So, you know, I'm doing I'm doing a little bit of everything. You know, it's Everything's great. Everything's good. Arizona, it's it's getting a little bit colder here now, which is nice. Um, but I'm definitely looking to uh, looking forward to the 90 degree weather, uh, which should be coming like next month. So bring it on, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, fig- I figured it'd be coming Saturday. So yeah, you're good. You're good. 
Um, let's get into some college bowl games. We have a ton to go over. Some will go way deeper than others because, as most people say every year, there's too many damn bowl games. So that's, let's that's that's false. I want every team playing a bowl game. <laughs> give me all. Give me all. Of, and the reason I love bowl season, Brian, and um, especially when I, when I talk about a decade ago when I first started. Seems so weird to say a decade ago. A decade ago, when I first started um, getting into sports gambling a little bit, bowl season was always my favorite because you get all these non-conference matchups and you get totals in like the 80s, and and it's just it's it's fantastic. But now I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, but maybe I'm just numb to this. That there seems to be so many more coaching changes now this year than there was in years past. So I can't keep up with who's coaching who. I don't know who the interim coaches are. Um, I don't know if it's the O coordinator or the D coordinator, if I'm going to take the over or the under in games, but I'm getting a little bit better now, I think, with, <laughs> with laying off. And if I, if I see something that I don't like, just, just passing. And um, there are going to be a few games here that we talk about that I will definitely go in-depth more than others that I like. Others will just be no play. So um, let's just let's start at the top, right? Well, b- before we do that, you, you rekindle a flame of mine. Is I, I wanted to uh, – <laughs> I wanted to remind people that maybe haven't been listening long enough. The good old days when this started with AK and myself and uh, Rome Dog with his wooden chair and all those good things. Um, we, we did talking chalk for a whole football season, talking football games, and uh, we're kind of bringing back, bringing it back home right now. It's oh man, I miss those uh, the Thursdays talking about you know. Listening to Rome talk about his Pac-12 overplays and bringing on guests. I know we had Doc on there a few times. I mean, that was fun, man. That was just, and that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I think, I think nowadays everybody's so yeah. uptight. They're they're trying to be analytics guys, and, and that's okay. Talking advanced stats and all that stuff, I'm really intrigued by that. But sometimes, especially now with bowl season, I think it's just kind of the time to throw everything off the whiteboard, um, and, and you just talk football. And, and that's why I love being on Talking Chalk. And that's why. I, agree to be a guest with you because this is going to be lighthearted and, and I know that yeah. uh, it, it's serious to an, an extent. So Yeah, to an extent. We're all about having fun, talking sports, and hopefully making a little sense along the way. That's kind of where we're at. So, yeah, let's kick let's kick it off. First game will be the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Troy visits – well, no one's visiting. They're going to play against North Texas. Uh, North Texas seven-point road – I guess road dogs, you could say there – I'm going to miss this up all night tonight. Over under about 62 in this matchup. Anything intrigues you? Because it's usually indoors track meet style football. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these, uh, these mid major games, uh, a few years ago, even last year, I'd probably be on, on more mid major games than I would be the power five, uh, primarily because I covered the smaller schools. So I knew a little bit more about them. Um, for me, no play on this for me, uh, money wise, but I do like Troy Lane, the seven. I just think, um, Neil Brown, their coach, and Brandon Silver is the quarterback. I just think there's too much of an advantage on that side. And uh, North Texas, I thought a team last year that could have had a really good offense. They brought in Seth Luttrell uh, for their head coach, and he was a five wide guy. He's a product of a or a byproduct of the Mike Leach system. He's under that um, under that tree. Um, so I guess things just started clicking this year. But I like Troy in this matchup minus the seven. Um, I watched them the opening week. I remember I had Boise, uh, the Boise State Troy over, and they didn't do shit for me. Uh, so they're on my no playlist all the way back in week one. But if I had to play, I'm, I'm laying the seven. Give me the fighting Brandon Silver minus seven. The good old no playlist. Um, so the Mean Green's going down in New Orleans. 
Let's go to the Auto Nation Cure Bowl, Western Kentucky versus Georgia State. Georgia State, six-and-a-half-point dogs in this matchup, another 53-point total. It's jumped up almost five points or four, four-and-a-half points almost um, since it kicked off. What are you liking in this? Uh, it's, what a difference a year makes. I mean, uh, a Western Kentucky yeah. had under 49-and-a-half last year. Um, I would have mortgaged my, my student loan account. Uh, you know, it's, you, you would have thought that was the team total. <laughs> and it usually was last year. And the thing is, it usually would hit. Um, yeah, no, no play on this for me. I think Western Kentucky, just the dynamics of the team after losing Brom. Um, no Dowdy, obviously. No Taewon Taylor. No Jared Dangerfield. No Higby. After they lost all those guys, I was like, you know what? It's on to a new team. I'll find a new team to latch on to. So I haven't watched any Western Kentucky, unfortunately. Um, one of the best jersey schemes in the game, especially when they bring those chrome, uh, those chrome reds out. Those are so good. No wonder they beat guys like by 40, putting mm-hmm. up 60. They're one of the best jerseys uh, in the entire country. But I got no play in this game, Brian. I haven't watched a single play of either team. Um, gun to my head, I'm just taking the over. Yeah, naturally. Bowl, bowl games, let's just play with some overs and have some fun. But, uh, yeah, let's go to the Las Vegas Bowl. And you almost need to call it the Boise State Bowl these days. They seem to be there almost every year, every other year. It seems like this is their bowl game. It's either them or BYU, it feels like. And that's ironic because it's in Las Vegas. But, um, yeah, Boise State's actually seven-and-a-half-point dogs to Oregon in this matchup. Total's only 61-and-a-half. Oregon, new he- a new head coach in play as uh, Taggart had his one year in fame and left. What are you liking on this one? So, I'm scoping out the bowl season last, I don't know, had to be last Sunday, about a week and a half, about ten days ago, whatever. And I'm just kind of looking for a play that sticks out. And like I said, I didn't play too many plays this year, Brian. It was more so I'm just kind of picking and choosing, looking at matchups, seeing if anything stuck out uh, immediately. And, and this game did. And I'm, I I played the over at 59 minus 115. Um, opened up at 61. I was really surprised to see it go down. And I was just talking to, uh, to a buddy on Twitter who went to Oregon, and I said, listen, I know this isn't the – the Oregon from the Mariota days. I know this isn't the Boise State from the Jared Zapransky days where they're, you know, they're throwing up 50 a game. This is still a good offense ranked in the top 25, and their defense has been good as well. Um, I just think this total is way too low. And um, I'm, I'm the type of person to look at this game and say, well, you know, 59, it, it's low. Does somebody know something that we don't? But I just think this is a poorly lined total. Um, I think with Mario Cristobal at the helm, I think this is – his first game, this is kind of the uh, the, the fuck you game, the fuck you game. To be honest, this is uh, pretty much. This is just, I mean, you know, uh, for lack of a better phrase, uh, I just think that he's going to. I think they're going to run ninety plays uh, on, on on Saturday, and I think they might score on, on half of them. So uh, I think I think or I think everything Oregon in this game is a good bet. I like Oregon minus the seven and a half. I played the over fifty nine, and I think that Oregon's team total at 34, if you get anything under 35, I think is, a, is an absolute steal. I just don't see how you can slow this team down. And I know that it, it's not the Oregon uh, of a few years ago. They have a, a great rushing attack. They aren't aren't as balanced in years as they were in years past. The passing games lack a little bit. But with Justin Herbert under center, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hesitate on firing on that over, or getting it under 60 points. So, and plus, I looked at what both teams were wearing for Saturday and. Me being the Jersey guy, I see Oregon in the candy apple green, and I see Boise going blue. So we got we got color rush Las Vegas bowl. Not to mention uh, the numbers on the field are the roulette style, so they're the yeah. weird font. I don't see how that game doesn't reach 100 by half. 
this this game needs to happen more often with the roulette reels and all that stuff. This is like pure gold about, nope, we can't pay the kids. We can't gamble on the kids. We can't do anything on the kids, but let's promote the crap out of it. Then we have them go to Las Vegas. Yeah, it's no beautiful. For, um, um, for me, Brian, I, I think the only reason this game doesn't go over is red zone turnovers. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think Oregon uh, reaches 40-plus with these, and I – you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I just I, I don't I don't see how you can put that total lower than sixty. And it's it's pretty wild, you know. Uh, two completely different conferences, all are all, all obviously, with the Mountain West and uh, the Pac-12. And Boise State's 25th ranked in the nation, yet they're seven and a half point dogs. So take that one with a grain of salt as well, people. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can understand too if Justin Herbert was out. Um, but with him, the offense runs differently. I think he can be a potential top five pick when the draft comes around, when, when whenever he declares. Um, I think he's that good. I think he showed that his freshman year. And they're not throwing the ball often, but just the way he operates the offense. I think having – I don't think having Taggart there really matters. I think if you have an O coordinator there in Chris Ball who did a, a really good job this year um, with a lot less talent than Oregon's had in, in years past, I, I think that this total gets there in the third quarter. Awesome, awesome. Let's move to the Gildan New Mexico Bowl. We have Marshall versus Colorado State. Another like basically home game. Colorado State's there every year. Um, <laughs> You're, the, not uh, wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Colorado State's five and a half point favorites. Over under is a fifty-eight. The Thundering Herd almost six point dogs in this one. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I like Colorado State in this game. I was uh, I was very close to pulling the trigger, but I did not. Uh, didn't. Have, but I do like Colorado State. I don't, I don't think – looking at Marshall from a few years ago, that team ran the conference, and I thought they were on the verge of something really special. And then they just kind of slowly started tapering off. Um, I like Colorado State in this game. Um, even even just despite where, this, uh, where the bowl game is being held and, you know, how many fans are there, I think Colorado State is the, uh, the better team by a touchdown. The 35 people there will be rooting for Colorado State. Um, let's go to the Raycom Media Camilla Bowl. Middle Tennessee versus Arkansas State. Arkansas State, three-and-a-half-point favorites in this matchup. The total has opened at 59. is now at 63-and-a-half. Anything uh, peaking your interest? I like the Blue Raiders, plus three-and-a-half, and I might sprinkle some on the money line depending on, on how it gets there, um, especially how I'm feeling during the next few days. But um, I'm a big I'm a big Stocksville guy. I have been for years. I think having a lefty quarterback, I don't know. I don't think a lefty quarterback's ever lost a game. Um and you can check the stats on that. Check check covers trends for that. I don't think I've ever lost, but um, I'm a Conference USA homer. <laughs> I, I wrote I covered the Conference USA for years. Um, Arkansas State's usually a, a damn good Sun Belt team too. Um, seven and four this year. Middle Tennessee won six and six. Nothing really to write home about, but I'll, I'll take the three and a half. Yeah, I can't fault you. They're a very good team. Evenly matched ball game should be a lot of fun. Wrapping up a full Saturday of action. There's five big bowl games. On Saturday, we get Sunday off, head into Tuesday for the – oh, my God, I'm going to butcher this one. The Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Um, the Zips facing Florida Atlantic. The Zips are 22-and-a-half-point dogs to FAU and the fighting Lane Kiffins. <laughs> Dude, I love Lane Kiffins so much. I His you know- Twitter game is off the chart. You can, you can talk about Baker Mayfield stealing the show, the show this year and, and whatnot. Lane Kiffin, for me, is the, uh, the villain number one. I just 
This team is so fun. I mean, I mean, you're you're Florida Atlanta. You really don't have much outside of the recruiting tool of hey, we have you know beaches on our campus, and I think there are like forty five pools around campus. And then and then Lane Kiffin just makes this program something, and then they rattle off how many wins, and he's just acting like a dickbag on Twitter. I love it, and I need it. However, I don't I, <laughs> I don't think I could lay twenty two and a half in a bowl game. Yeah. And even against Akron, I hate the MAC. I think every team in the MAC is the same. Akron, Akron and Kent State are the same, and Toledo are the same team to me. Ball State and Miami Ohio are the same team. Uh, so I couldn't tell you the difference between any of those teams. Uh, I just think I think twenty two and a half is a little inflated. I, I think, especially when you have Lane Kiffin as your head coach, that tends to happen. However, the Owls just continue to cover. Like I, they are that good under him. And uh, Devin Singletary's uh, a fine ass player. And uh, but but then again, twenty two and a half is a lot for a bowl. That, I mean, you could be up twenty eight, and then the backdoor guys come back and get you. So I won't be playing that game. Um, but I, I just I think twenty two and a half is a little too high. Yeah, it's pretty high. There's only a couple caveats. If Rachel Bush shows up for FAU, that's a big boost to their momentum there. Wow. And uh, and the other thing is, you know, Lane Kiffin wants to hang like seventy if he can. <laughs> he does not care. He yeah. wants to just he wants to throw it up there. It, it might it might just be an FAU in the over game, depending how I play. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Because it's the only game that night, so degenerates, let's degen. Yeah. Let's go to Wednesday night. We only have one bowl game to talk about, the DXL Frisco Bowl. Louisiana Tech versus Southern Methodist SMU. I believe Sonny Dykes is actually going to coach this game. Five-point favorites for SMU. Uh, interesting game. Total 70 at the moment. Facing his old team. Coming back, coming back late in the season, making, making a late season comeback to face your your former team. I don't know. There's just, I guess there are a lot of angles here. I'm not going to look too deep into it. I do like SMU minus five. Um, I think they're the better team uh, by a lot, to be honest. And I think Portland Sutton goes off for ten or 168 and three. It's just my prediction. I need him on the Bears bad. Bad. Well, you don't like Tariq Cohen. Uh, I like I like Tariq Cohen. I just I think um, we'll go a little bit off script here. Look at towards the draft because I'm just like I'm in a frenzy, man. Like if, if the Bears don't get Minka or Derwin James and they end up getting like a tackle, a top eight pick, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Um, but then again, you it's know like, what John Fox, you know what John Fox will do. <laughs> he'll draft Calvin Ridley over, and which wouldn't be a bad pick. But we're if we get Connor Williams out of tackle. Connor, you're watching. Nothing against you, man. You're you're a great player. I don't want to fucking see an offensive lineman be taken with the top eight pick. I need a skill guy who runs a four three, and I need him bad. Yeah, you got Trubisky. He needs weapons. <laughs> he needs somebody, and I couldn't even tell. You know what? Here, my dream scenario is we get Derwin James with pick eight, and then we come back in the early second and we get James Washington. There you that's, go. My, that's my I guess dream scenario because I know we're not going to get Nick Fitzpatrick because we we haven't had a draft pick that I've liked since. Uh, except Eddie Jackson, but at the same time, we picked Adam Shaheen over Juju, so I'll never let I'll never let Fox and Pace live that one down. Garpax, through Garpax too. Fire, fire everybody in Chicago. I felt so bad for you when you guys passed on Juju. That's your boy. Could you imagine? He's got to stop being so good too, or else I can't like him. I can't like stars. I gotta like everybody that likes either a backup cornerback, like Nikhil Roby Coleman's my second favorite player in the NFL. He's like a backup nickelback. Um, but yeah, if Juju, if he continues the surge, I'm going to have to hop off the train. But I was there first. Yes, you, you were. 
Yes, yes, you were. And this is coming from the guy that owns a Dan Uglis jersey. So, yes, he does not like stars. It's very simple, guys. I'll put it on right now, Brian. Don't tell me. <laughs> All right, let's go Thursday night, December 21st. The Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. My God, these names are amazing. You got Temple versus FIU. Temple's seven-point favorite in this matchup. It's kind of funny. Temple finished 6-6 six and six after last season being everyone's darling, almost making it into a BCS game. Now they can't even hold their pants up, it looks like. The Matt Rule effect. Yeah. Uh, no, that's right. They lost their coach. My bad. Yeah, would be prepared. No. If this, the bowl game is called the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. That game screams over to me. 34-31 Temple in overtime. FIU gets the cover. You know what? You know what the travesty of this game will be, besides you know just an ugly football game potentially, is I if is if playing a football game. <laughs> well, that that. But if the halftime show doesn't involve Puff Daddy and the Bad Boy Crew, that's just horrible. <laughs> it's a travesty. If they don't have, hey, if they're not coming out for halftime, I ain't watching the game. That's what I'm talking about. All right, let's go to one of the wild ones. I still have flashbacks from this bowl game from time to time. Uh, the Bahamas Bowl, UAB oh. UAB versus Ohio. Ohio's seven-and-a-half-point favorites. They're the, the class of the MAC going up against Conference USA. Comeback kids, first year back in football, UAB. Bill Clark for, for Coach of the Year, for real. Um, let's talk about the Bahamas Bowl, Brian, from three years ago. I don't want to talk about the Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> oh, so you had what Western Kentucky minus three, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I remember exactly where I was sitting at my uh, in-laws' house in their bottom floor room by myself celebrating my winnings, and yeah. And it's gone. <laughs> yes, and, and, it, and it was first thing in the morning, so I had the rest of the day to drink by myself. That's true. I, for me, it was because that was a that was a Christmas Eve game, and if I'm not yep. if I'm not mistaken, that was a. Had to be what, a Saturday, or a, yeah, I think it was a Saturday game, and I remember I went out with my brother because I was home from college. We went out on a Thursday, got I mean just like wrecked, and by Saturday morning I was still like feeling like garbage. I remember laying on my couch watching the game, and I've never broke out of a hangover so quick than watching Central Michigan put up thirty-five themselves in the fourth quarter, and. Uh, luckily, I <laughs> luckily I had Western Kentucky, or I had, uh, sorry, I had the the over, and then I had Central team total go down and into me. That's like that's 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 the college football that I want to be a part of. Like when I when yeah. before I died, I'm like, listen, I was a part of that. I was yeah. in my mid twenty. I was it's nostalgia at its finest. But um, Going to the current Bahamas Bowl, I'll probably be with the majority of people here. I'm gonna t- I, I like UAB plus the seven and a half. You're gonna give me a touchdown plus. Um, I know they've been a bigger storyline, and I know the the fighting Frank Stolz has always come off the play, but um, I like the I like the Blazers plus than that. I just I I think it's a gift. Yeah, I, I think it's a great play. People can play narrative street. These guys have more to play for than almost any team outside of a playoff berth in this postseason. This is huge for them. So. Uh, I, I, I like. I, I, I really think that's. Uh, I was surprised to see them getting seven and a half, especially uh, with what they accomplished this year coming back. Um, I think getting a touchdown plus is tremendous value per se. No doubt. People throw that word around loosely. They, they they fight over what it really means. I think it's. Good. I don't care. I think it's good value. Yes. Yes. Yeah, great value. Hashtag value. Hashtag be the steam. Value. You know. You know I. 
I'm gonna get called out on Twitter by people who you don't know what the word value means. Uh, oh. Like it, it's, it's called getting a team that's good plus seven and a half. Yes, exactly. That's what that's called. Well, let's go from the beautiful Bahamas to Boise, Idaho, to the Blue Turf for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Central Michigan, we just talked about them, versus Wyoming. Wyoming with you, their star NFL prospect quarterback that I did not see all season long. Game is a pick him, and he's pretty banged up. So what do you got on this one? Um, probably, you know what? I like Central Michigan's team total under in this. Wyoming had one of the better one of the best defensive turnarounds from last year to this year. Obviously, all those Mountain West teams, um, <laughs> some of those defenses are so trash, but Wyoming turned it around this year. I know it kind of got swept under the rug with the whole Josh Allen hype and all that. Um, you couldn't pay me to play a spread in this game, but I do like Central Michigan's team total under. Yeah, this is one to um, this is one to recover from your Bahamas Bowl beatdown and go watch that. Um, for those that take Ohio, because UAB is going to win outright. Um We'll go to Saturday. The Birmingham Bowl, Texas Tech versus number 24, South Florida. You got Texas Tech two-and-a-half-point dogs in this matchup. This is an intriguing game, actually. We're starting to get some good ones here. Yeah, this is probably my favorite bowl game outside of the college football playoff semifinals. Um, was a little surprised, honestly. I mean, to no surprise to see this total under 70. I originally pegged it at about 71-and-a-half, 72 at its, at its highest. And I know um, – the uh, I'm trying to find a way to word this. The the cool thing to to say nowadays, especially now that people caught on, is Texas Tech's defense isn't that bad, and they're not wrong. I mean, it was they could they could only go up. <laughs> they're, they're not they're not bad for the Big Twelve. They're not they're not bad for for a Texas Tech defense, and the truth is they're really not. I mean, some of the games that they played this year, we looked at against Iowa State. I think they got it was like 23 to seven, 31 seven, and you know, the 23-20 to 20 game or whatever versus Texas. And they've played in some low-scoring games. But they've also played in some high-scoring games, too. And South Florida, too. I know I, I watched them against Central Florida. I watched what the offense could do when they wanted to do stuff with Quentin Flowers. Um, but early in the year, too, South Florida got off to some really, really, really slow starts. And I was surprised by that. I thought this was going to be a top-five offense in the nation by the time it was all said and done. So this is either a, a poorly put total or – they are going to re- rely on Texas Tech's defense um, and a slow start per chance uh, by South Florida. But I think it's the former. I actually I do like this over at 67.5. However, it, I think that it's either going to go way over the total or it's going to go way under. And I just, I, you know, it, call me a sucker if you want. Call me a square. I like the over in this game. I just, I, there are going to be a lot of plays running this game. Two teams that play an extremely high pace. Texas Tech lost its D coordinator. Um, so, there you go. You know, now maybe now we'll see the real Texas Tech, but I guess this is going to be one of the more fun games out of the entire slate. Um, this is a game that even if I don't end up playing, um, there's 75% chance that I do. Uh, even if I don't, I will watch this game from start to finish. I think this is going to be a lot of a lot of big plays. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Two pretty fun teams to watch in that one. Let's go to the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Down in, uh, it's usually in San Diego, I believe. Uh, San Diego State versus Army. Um, total or totals forty six and a half at the moment. Army's a plus seven dog in this one. What do you have here? I like Army plus seven in this game. Um, I I don't think Army gets enough credit uh, for how they played this year. Um, they beat some some big times. Well, they beat I think if I'm not mistaken, they beat the piss out of Duke. 
which I know isn't yep. much, but still, uh, if you can hang with a Power Five program, I know San Diego San Diego State's got a lot of pub from uh, from Mr. Rashad Penny. Um, but outside of him, I think if you can contain him, I think if you can churn out a getting seven for two teams that run the ball and having a, a clock that's going to run. I think that's in favor of Army, and I, I think if Army can run the ball and can move the chains and just – if they can put up 21 points, I think they'll be okay. I like Army in this game plus seven. Wouldn't be surprised to see him win outright. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I think that's going to be a lot closer game than people think, so that will be good. It's be a lot closer than the experts think, right, right Brian Cortez? Exactly. Not so fast, my friend. There you go. Love that. Uh, let's go to the Dollar okay. General Bowl. Last game on Saturday, App State versus Toledo. Toledo seven and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, total sixty two and a half. I'm thinking over, but let me know what you think. Do these two teams play in every GD bowl game? It seems like it. It seems like some of these bowl games, it's just literally let's let's reunite and they must like have step brothers that slept with stepsisters and now they have to come to the game. What the hell? This, these I'm trying to get some goony matchups and they're just putting teams that have already played each other. I got no read on this game, Brian. I I haven't watched a single down between App State or Toledo, um, so I'm, I I couldn't even begin to tell you. I don't blame you. Total pass for me, especially especially a game that they just played. If I'm not mistaken, it was a year ago. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, no thanks. Get out of here with that. I don't play. I don't play games that have already been played with, with the teams. Get out of here. All right, wow. let's go. Let's go to Christmas Eve, Sunday, December twenty fourth in Hawaii. The Hawaii Bowl. You got Fresno State. But a pretty good season, taking on Houston. Houston's two and a half point favorites in this one. Totals forty nine and a half on the island. Uh, give me the, give me the Christmas Eve under trend. I don't know. I think it's like the last five have gone under. I don't even remember who played last year. Um, but I think, I think on paper this game, if you don't know enough about these teams, this game screams over. Uh, but Fresno State's defense has been been really pretty good. good this year. Houston. Without Greg Ward, a year after Greg Ward, uh, not great. Um, so give me the under, 49 and a half. You give me seven touchdowns plus, I'll take the under. I, I Which is a shame because, if, you know, it's, it's Christmas Eve and I'm at my family. I want to watch high-scoring games on the island. I just want to watch all play action uh, up top every play. But that hasn't been the case. And so for that, I'm boycotting and taking the under. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. Fresno State, very, very good defensive team. I like them a lot. Uh, keep it tight. Let's go Tuesday, December 26th, so when everyone's had, you know, enough of their family, they can go gamble some more. We've got the Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl, Utah versus West Virginia. West Virginia is a seven-point dog to Utah. What am I missing in this? I I don't agree with this line very much. Um, I don't mind Utah being the favorite in this game, but seven points is a lot of points. Um, but I think the safer play here is the over. I think if you look at what Utah did on offense to close out the year, they really found their groove. Um, and then West Virginia, too, um, a better defensive team than I think people give them credit for. I think West Virginia and TCU are two teams that kind of got out of their uh, out of their shell a little bit and being just these high, high-powered offenses that got into track meets and they started playing a little defense. Um, but I think 57, I think getting these two teams at 57 is a pretty, uh, a pretty generous number. I like the over in this game at 57. Nice. Uh, I'm just – yeah, the overs jumped three points. The totals jumped two and a half since the openers. Pretty interesting stuff on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is All a right. really, really weird game. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I missed there. I might have to consult Doc, Mr. West Virginia himself, and see what is going on in that one. Hold out. Um, 
We got the quick lane bowl. Duke versus Northern Illinois. Duke's a five and a half point favorite. Totals dropped to 47 and a half. Um, ACC versus the MAC. Yeah, Duke, uh, Duke were more bipolar teams this year. Um, there were games that they looked good in. There were games that they just shouldn't have lost. Uh, and I go back to that Army game as one of them. I, I think if you, if I'm making a play in this game, I'll probably take NIU, NIU plus five and a half. Um, I, just, I, I, I Duke doesn't scare me. You know, they, they scared me a year ago or two years ago when they had Cirque. Uh, Chuck and Bombs, you know, the, the Jameson Crowder era, those Duke teams were fun when they were just starting to get good and scratching the surface surface under David Cutcliffe. But uh, now they don't. They don't fear me. Um, I think I think NIU puts it right up Shashevsky's butthole. All right, right, right when right when he walks into the opens the bedroom door. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know what that is, go back to talking Chuck. Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech versus Duke. <laughs> I probably lost a grand on that game, too. Oh, man, that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right. Let's go to the Cactus Bowl. Kansas State versus UCLA. UCLA is a two-point dog, total 63-and-a-half. You got Josh Rosen's finale. If he even plays, he might pull that hole on the senior. I don't want to play thing. Who knows? What do you like in this one? Um, this is a case of playing – or, excuse me, two teams, one team that I love to play, another team that I hate playing. I like playing Kansas State games. Hate playing UCLA because I never know which defense is going to come through. Never bet a UCLA spread. I, I I made it a rule before the season, and it hit me a few seasons ago that this UCLA team you just you don't know where you're going to get. They're so underwhelming. They should be good. They're not good. Their defense sucks. Um, I guess if I'm if I'm taking anything this game, I like KSU minus two. Um, you know, I I, I like Bill Snyder. I think Bill Snyder is just I love the guy. I don't know. He looks like Koopa Troopa from Mario, but um, I, I just can't. I can't trust UCLA's defense. Um, so Kansas State or the over, bigger lean on Kansas State. Well, and you know, in a heartbeat, Bill Snyder's going to outcoach Morris, so that that's got to be worth a couple points right out the gate. Well, yeah. Is is Morris even coaching the bowl game? Yeah. yeah. He might not be. That's a good point. Yeah, there you go. Another reason to bet Kansas State. Give me all the give me all I, the angles. I'm I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Rosen to just not say say he's not playing. That's what I'm waiting for. Oof. All right. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> Wednesday, December twenty seventh, the Walk Ons Independence Bowl. What a name. Walk Ons Independence Bowl. Southern Mississippi versus Florida State. If you would have told me Florida State was gonna have a bowl game versus Southern Mississippi before this season started, I would have called you a liar. But uh, Florida State is a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't see them carrying at all in this one. No, Jimbo's out of town. This seems like Southern Miss is going to swoop in and embarrass somebody. The Golden Eagles swooping in. Um, <laughs> you like that? Yeah. I, and this is this is kind of the epitome of college football bowl games. Um, you have a head coach leaving. You have a team that went six and six that was uh, pegged by many to come out of the ACC. You just don't. I mean, are you going to get the the screw you Florida State team that wins fifty eight nothing? Or are you going to get the team that I've seen on numerous occasions this year get off to slow starts on offense, not be able to put teams away, needing fourth quarter comebacks to win? Then again, it's it's it is Southern Miss, and I think every time you look at an ACC versus a Conference USA, um, outside of maybe you know the Western Kentuckys of 
uh, and, and others like that. I, I just I, – I really don't have a read on this game because I don't know which Florida State team is going to show up. And for that, I'm out. <laughs> Shark Tank, I'm out. Yeah, I don't blame you. The Mr. Wonderful challenged you, and you're out. Um, yes. Let's go to the new era pinstripe bowl in New York City. You got Iowa versus Boston College. BC, three-point dogs in this one. Uh, do we get the Iowa that thumped Ohio State, or do we get the one that got thumped by Wisconsin? Um, good question. Um, because when this team's running the ball, they uh, they run for like eight yards of play, and it's fun. And if they're not, then their offense sucks. Um, you know what? It call me crazy. I actually kind of like the over in this game. Um, I think Boston College's offense this year hasn't been an eyesore like they have in recent years. They, I, I watched them versus Syracuse. Um, against a tougher defense like Iowa, I don't know. But I, I, I would still gamble and, and take the under – or, excuse me, the over at 46. I just think it's too low to not. Yeah, I, I can definitely get behind that one. Um, good game in Yankee Stadium. It should be fun. And then they come out to San Francisco to AT&T Park. Foster Farms Bowl, Arizona versus Purdue – Purdue four point dogs totals all the way up to sixty five after opening at fifty nine and a half. Yeah, I wish I would have gotten this over at fifty nine and a half. Um, it moved up very very quickly uh, to no surprise. Um, you know what? I know it's it's been the Khalil Tate show, and he's essentially the only one that's been the, the highlight for the Arizona Wildcats this year. Um, I still like Arizona minus four. Um, you know, Purdue to me, I think I think if if Rom stays there, I, I really don't know how much higher this team can go. Same thing with PJ Fleck at Minnesota. I don't I understand you're you're getting a, a better coach uh, with potential and, and a higher higher ceiling, but at the same time I just don't know how teams like Purdue and Minnesota, like what their ceiling is as a program. Uh, obviously that has really nothing to do with the bowl game, just kinda of want to touch on that. But I still like Arizona minus four. I think I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Um I am a little shook by the total going up five and a half points. I would still take it, but I like Arizona minus four. Yeah, I like Arizona too. And you made a good point with Purdue, Minnesota, even Iowa. There's those teams, in, and it's in all conferences, not just the Big Ten. But there's certain ones where you just there's only so much you can do competing with the teams around you, and it's just not going to work out. Yeah, yeah. There's only so much parity uh, in college football, just the way the teams recruit. And you know, there there have been teams that have made jumps in recent years. I mean. I think it seemed like Oregon, for example, that, you know, was so good in the Pac-12. Now they're a middle of the Pac-12 team. And, you know, teams fluctuate a little bit here and there. But, you know, I don't know how much Purdue has to grow. Um, making a bowl game is great and stuff. But, you know, I don't know when the next 8-4 and four or 9-3 and three season is going to come playing in such a tough conference. But um, and maybe that reflects on Purdue. Maybe maybe it's just a case of a Big Ten team just beats the hell out of an Arizona team that, that maybe just – might be quicker than them, but you know, you never freaking know, Brian. This is bull season, baby. I, you know, root for points, root for underdogs is pretty much yeah. my mantra. But I like Arizona in this game. That's yeah, that's why bowl games are fun. You literally never know who's going to show up, and it gets interesting. Yeah, no doubt. And just just a side note on that too. I think I think this actually benefits guys that are looking at advanced stats and going into metrics more because. Instead of looking, yeah, you know, I just think knowing these teams and going inside the numbers a little bit more, you might find more edges in teams more than when you do if you if you're looking at a conference game with teams that stack up against each other every year. I think looking at you know 
team A versus team B and, you know, you throw in strength of schedule uh, are a lot different than having two conference teams play. So I think it's, I think if you're an analytic guy and you're looking at metrics, I think this is kind of your slate. I'm, that's not my style. I, I can't do that because I suck at math. I had to take financial accounting like three times. So not a big numbers guy, but like, you know, underdogs in the over. Every every underdog team total over for me. <laughs> Alex works in increments of 45, 45 pound weights as he puts them on the bars. That's what he yeah. works at. No doubt. All right. We're going to go to the last game on Wednesday. This schedule, right after Christmas, you get three to four games every night until the playoffs. It's pretty nice. you got the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl. What a name for gun rights around the world in Texas. Um, Texas versus Missouri. Former Big 12 matchup, but they're not there anymore, obviously. Missouri three-point favorites. Had a surprisingly good season. Yeah, no strong lean for me on, on any side or total. Um, Missouri loses it's a uh, offensive coordinator uh, to central Florida. Um, I think Texas's secondary poses a problem for Missouri's offense. Uh, if they can slow them down, then I think Texas wins this game and that's what it's going to come down to. Drew Locke had one of the, the most, like the quietest, unbelievable season in SEC history. He threw what, like 44 touchdown passes, which broke a single season SEC record. And then again, it's, it's Texas. You, you think every weekend that this team is going to win a big game, and then they lose as eight-point favorites. So it, it you just Texas is like the the new UCLA. Like, are, are you good or are you not good? Uh, so, uh, and and I don't think I played a single Texas game all year. Uh, I'm I'm completely wiped out in this game. I have nothing because uh, whatever happens is going to go opposite. So mark me down for a pass on this game. Would be a good would be a good game to watch. So I'm excited to see how Drew Locke handles uh, uh, Texas's secondary rotation on Elliott. Yeah, for sure. Let's go on to Thursday. The Military Bowl presented by Northrop Grumman. Virginia versus Navy. It's a pick 'em. Total's 55. Over. Maybe over 55. Nice. Nice. We'll just move right along then. The Camping World Bowl. You got Virginia Tech versus Oklahoma State. We're going to start getting to a lot more top 25 matchups here. Uh, Va Tech, four and a half point dogs. Total 63. Gone to my head. I think I'm taking Virginia Tech money line in this game. Um, honestly, if we're talking about a second tier team uh, that I would like to see in the college football playoff, Oklahoma State is one of them. And I thought that they were the way that they played earlier in the year. I thought that this team could could make a run in the Big Twelve. I thought that they could win the conference. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I think the offense obviously fantastic. Uh, they're like six skill players that can go off for seven for 102 every weekend. And then their defense, I mean, whatever, it's an Oklahoma State defense. But uh, I think I think Virginia Tech, uh, more physical team, I think that they win this game. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, we got the Valero Alamo Bowl, always a fun, fun bowl game. You got number 16, Stanford, versus number 13, TCU. TCU, two and a half point favorites, totals 49. Still up in the air if Bryce loves playing in this one. You know, even without Bryce Love, I think I like Stanford in this game. Um, <sighs> TCU, uh, like I said with West Virginia, a, a better defensive year, um, <laughs> especially <laughs> to see this team transform into a team uh, that could actually play defense was infuriating because I wanted so badly to go to the the, the TCU well, the overwell this year with uh, with Kenny Hill under center. 
uh, and Cavante Turpin as well, one of my favorite college football players in the nation uh, for TCU. I like Stanford in this game. I think they win this game. I like them plus two and a half, sure, but I, I, I think taking the money line's the better bet here. The, the one thing I haven't mentioned yet, and I agree with your take on it, I like Stanford a lot in this game. They're, people have just been putting shade on them a lot this year, and they're a very, very good football team. Um, in bowl games, it seems like in years past that dogs, if they cover, they're winning outright. Yeah. So I mean, remember that, people, when you're putting money on it, maybe go like you know, 70-30 spread money line or something like that. Have a little fun with it. Yeah, I mean, two and a half, I mean. You might as well take it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much? It's not not a lot of security there. You may as well just just dabble on the ML. But yeah, like Stanford is. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think I, I wouldn't call Stanford underrated, but I think that they're having a better year than more people think that they are, just because they have four losses. You know, this is a team that made the Pac-12 championship, um, was in the game the entire game. But uh, yeah, even without Bryce Love, I, I still think defensively this team's good. I think I think they could win in the trenches, and they're okay. No doubt. Let's go to a bowl. When I see the name, I automatically say, give me the over. It is the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. It is just known for fireworks. And we get Mr. Mike Leach, 21th-ranked Washington State versus number 19 Michigan State. Washington State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They had a really, really good season. Both teams did. Total's only 45, though. What the heck am I missing here? Well, Washington State lost two receivers, Isaiah Johnson Mack, Apparently was upset that Mike Leach um, wouldn't grant him his, his transfer, um, something along, along the lines of that. I think it was along the lines of he wanted to be closer to his kid. Um, Mike Leach was making the transfer process extremely difficult. I think he ended up leaving. Um, Tavares Martin Jr. Uh, was kicked off the team for violation of team rules. I don't know what it is about this Washington State team, but they weren't as explosive as they were in years past. Um, and, and the defense, too. I, I feel like I've, I've said it four or five times now about a team who's, you know, up here in offense and down here in defense is just kind of leveled out a little bit. You know, TCU, West Virginia, some of those teams. And I I like Michigan State in the under in this game. That's just my take, though. I, yeah. I, I Yeah, the, the low number, it's it's not that I'm going against the public or anything like that. I just I, – I don't think – uh, we're totally getting a perfect read on this Washington State team. I Especially, you know, you lose two more receivers. Um, I like the under in this game. Yeah, I did not know about the receivers, so this is why we have you on the podcast. That makes a big difference. Um, last year, I remember they had the – Minnesota played Washington State, and Minnesota had all the players and all the coaching things. That game, people thought fireworks. I just looked it up. It was a 17-12 to 12 final. Yeah, yeah I so, remember that. It's gross. Yeah, that, that was supposed to be a great football game turned into garbage. So maybe you're right. But here's a game that will not disappoint. It never disappoints. Kicking off your Friday action, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Get your Baileys and coffee, Kahlua and coffee, whatever you're drinking and coffee. Or just go straight to the hard stuff. I don't care. We got the Belk Bowl. Oh, Wake wait. Forest versus Texas A&M. A&M three-point dogs, total 64 and a half. Get the fireworks ready. We're up all night for the sun. We're up all night for the bell pull. We're up all night for the bell pull. Brian, I got one rule every year, bowl plate. Bell pull, over. I don't give a shit. Yep. Give me, start a GoFundMe 
everybody put in the money for me, I'll bet the over. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The belt ball does not disappoint ever. Like, if it does, it'll be the first time, and, you know, they call sample size or something with value, and I don't know, along those lines. But um, but uh, just the belt ball, this needs to be, like, a 7 o'clock. It has to be the nightcap. Why is it the first game with it? Talk about people day drinking to excess. <laughs> you know what, Brian? We're going to go back. I'm going to go on the Google real quick, and we're going to look at the belt for the previous matchups and just, and, just, and just talk about them real quick. So last year wasn't as goony. Batak, Arkansas, 35-24. But that was a game, if I'm not mistaken, where Arkansas was up like 21-0. And then Batak stormed back. Yep. Mississippi State, North Carolina State. Bananas. I remember I had the under in that game. 51-28. You had Georgia-Louisville where Nick Chubb just went bonkers. He said, screw Herschel Walker. Oh, that, that Herschel Walker guy? Don't want to know him. I'm out. And then he ran for like 275. <laughs> North, yep. Carolina, North Carolina Cincy threw that. But Cincinnati-Duke is Was the insane. I mean, another game that's going to go down in infamy. Yes, so, 2012. Oh, man, it still stings. Had the over, though. Not really worried about it. The humble brag, yes. But, like, you know, if I was if I was on either either sides of that, I, I kind of just need to. I don't even care about the losing side. Just for the story. But um, Wake Forest, earlier in the year, I made a ton of money off of them because everybody was like, eh, man, the Demon Deacons, their defense is good, their offense sucks. And then they were running, like, no huddles, like 78 plays a game. I'm like, what the hell happened to this team? And A&M, I mean, how much motivation is there? I mean, you're in the, you're in the GD bell pool. Uh, I want to see Christian Kirk off of 400 yards. Over. Huge. 41-35 weight. Yeah. Over, and three overtimes. Yeah, I, I love I love Wake minus three. I hope the over hits. Um, that that game last year, I forgot it was the Virginia Tech Arkansas. I think Arkansas was up twenty four nothing at the half. Everyone's like, oh, it's over, no problem. And then Virginia Tech just literally put it out on the table. Like, it was amazing. Hey, they were like, hey, should we start trying? And then we're just like, all right, sure, why not? Yeah, it was. I would have loved to see what the locker room was like at halftime. <laughs> no all right, the Hyundai Sun Bowl, NC State versus Arizona State. NC State six and a half point favorites. This is a team you know very well in the Sun Devils. What do you got here? I don't know which one's the pitchfork and which one's the shocker. I don't. I don't know. I hope I'm doing it right, but I think it's this one. I love NC State. You know why? Because I love watching Arizona State fail at everything. I don't know what it is. I, I turned from babyface to heel real quick. I'm going to say you're heel. I'm, I'm like the Arizona State heel. Everybody in my office, not everybody, but some, some people in my office are the interns from ASU. Um, we're graduated from ASU, and I just love watching them just pout like little babies. Um, Arizona State, I, I will not forget earlier in the year, we uh, – Coworkers and I, we put money on the Arizona State, San Diego State over 56 and a half, and they were wearing uh, the most, the gooniest jerseys I've ever seen. They had flames in the end zone. I was like, this team, oh, they were wearing the Sun logo, like a throwback Sun logo. I go, this team puts up 60 tonight, and they might still lose. And I think the final score was like 29 to 17. It was just ugly. It was disgusting. And I will never, ever trust Arizona State again. I hope, I hope NC State wins by 50. Nice. I like and, it. And the over. And the over, of course. All right, the Frank, Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. This one usually gets a little entertaining, too. 
Uh, you got Northwestern seven-point favorites on the Kentucky Wildcats, and you're almost playing in Kentucky's backyard. Interesting game here. Yeah, for sure. Um, so to kind of give you a glimpse at why I'm looking at this game, so when Louisville played Kentucky, um, I don't even remember wh- what Louisville was favored. All I know is West, or Kentucky was a dog, and I thought the down year for Louisville – Kentucky's in the SEC. I'm like, did they go in there? Did they beat them? And they got they got smoked. Like, Kentucky didn't even put up a fight. And it's kind of the same thing here where it's like, does Kentucky just kind of, like, show their SEC off to the Big Ten? Like, are they? But I don't even know if I can. I don't know if I can trust this team. Um, if anything, I like the under 51 in this game. Probably won't play it. Not really a, a huge lean either way. But I'm just kind of intrigued to see the SEC Big Ten because – those are the two com- the, the conferences that go back and forth between the, you know, we're the physical team, but, oh, we're SEC and we're athletic, so we'd beat you at, at any our, – our worst team could beat your best team. So putting two middle-of-the-pack teams from both conferences, I think, could be could be entertaining. But I, I like the under in this game. Yeah, I don't blame you on the under. I, I like uh, Kentucky plus seven in this one. I think they can hang in there at least. Northwestern, I haven't seen them really have that blow-your-door-off mentality, but you never know. Bowl games are bowl games. Nova Home Loans. I don't even know what a Nova Home Loans is. Nova Home Loans, Arizona Bowl, New Mexico State versus Utah State. Utah State four-point favorites, total 61-and-a-half. like the over in this game. Um, Jaleel Scott, New Mexico State. He's a goon. He was the one who made that catch against Arizona State. He yeah. pawned it, and, I, and just for that alone. And if they go with those helmets where they have the two pistols uh, on their helmets, I think they win this game by 20. I like it. I like Aggies. it. Got the Aggies plus four. Go money line. Sprinkle. All right, we're going to Dallas, Texas. I was at this bowl game last year. This was a great one. Fun atmosphere there in Dallas. The Cotton Bowl, Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, number seven USC versus number five Ohio State. Ohio State opened at six. They're seven and a half point favorites. Total at sixty four and a half. I think it's going to be a great football game. Yeah, I do too. This will probably be a game that I just watch uh, without any action. But if I had to give a lean, I'd be under in this game. That's a, that's about all I can say. I uh, I think you, the thing is with these two teams, I think you know what you're gonna get. Yep. I mean, this isn't this isn't two teams where you need to get leads on. This isn't teams with a lot of coaching changes. I think. I mean, yeah, you could say Ohio State isn't gonna be happy to be in the Cotton Bowl, but I think I, I don't think an Urban Meyer coach team is gonna show any lack of motivation, especially against USC. Um, so two really, really big programs. I think this is going to be a good game. Probably a game that I watched start to finish with no action on it. But if I had to, if I had to put anything on it, I don't see this being a trap meet. I think this is a, this is a, a lower-scoring game. I'll, I'll say 28-24 Ohio State. Yeah, I, I like. I think it's going to be a very – should knock on would be tight, but I don't want to touch that spread. But it uh, should be a really good football game. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the Saturday, we have four more games on Saturday, December 30th. The Tax Slayer Bowl, Louisville versus number 23, Mississippi State. Mississippi finished up a really solid season in the SEC, but they are six-and-a-half-point dogs to Louisville in this matchup. Yeah, um, and I'm guessing no Nick Fitzgerald uh, with the broken the broken foot, uh, the dislocated ankle, whatever he suffered in the ankle versus Ole Miss. Um, so that, that kind of – that has a factor on, on what I think in this game and, and really – I think I like Louisville minus six and a half in this game. I think Lamar Jackson goes absolutely stupid. 
uh, even against the Mississippi State team. I think this is going to be a good matchup to see how he faces uh, an SEC defense. And I don't, I, don't, I don't care if it's a good one or a bad one. I just think that matchup alone is kind of intriguing. So uh, with no Nick Fitzgerald, I think I like Louisville minus the six and a half. Yeah, it'll be curious to see how um, Jackson plays after the Heisman last year, then the start of the season where he was looking great again, and he kind of disappeared for a while there with with Louisville, and no one's really talking too much about him. So, kind of get back on the main stage before you know deciding what his future holds. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Iowa State at Memphis. Uh, Memphis three and a half point favorites. This is basically in Memphis's backyard. Yeah, um, you know I've gotten burned a time or two. Um, taking a, betting against a team like Memphis, who is wide open, who has success in you know the mid major. They they aside from whatever happened with Central Florida, like they pretty much ran through the AAC schedule. Um, you know the number two offense in the nation, or the number one offense in the nation. I don't know if Central Florida or Memphis, um, which one was one, which one was two. And I bet against these teams playing uh playing power five teams and Iowa State had a really really good season. I don't care if they are seven and five. They beat Oklahoma. I thought in year two under Matt Campbell, this team was one of the most surprising teams before you know the you know going seven and five. I think I think this team outside of the record had a really good season. Um, but I, I I like Iowa State plus three and a half. I I think Memphis is gonna in in, in a high scoring game. I think Memphis is gonna do whatever they want on offense. I just think that uh, with the way that they run plays and um, the success they're gonna have success. It's just all about you know bending and not breaking. And I think Iowa State, I think it trade scores too and get a few stops that they can win this game. So I do like Iowa State plus three and a half. I will t- I, I will bite again. I'll take the Big 12 team versus the spread out mid-major team. Even though Riley Ferguson and uh, Anthony Miller are probably the my favorite one-two punch in college football. Um, fun team to watch, but I think I like Iowa State getting a field goal plus. Yeah, no, I can't fault you there. It should be a really tight game, to say the least, and points of plenty with the pace up in there. Let's go to the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, number 12, Washington versus number nine, Penn State. Penn State, a two-point favorite. Total is 55. Uh, this is another good game for Penn State. Rose Bowl last year. got the Fiesta Bowl this year going in the right direction. Yeah, this is still like the don't forget about us bowl game because I look at the – it's two very similar teams. I mean, Washington last year went to the College World Playoff, and now – it's, uh, it's the USC, it's the Josh Rosen, it's Bryce Love, and they kind of just got shooed under a little bit. But I still think this is a really, really good football team. Very good on both sides of the ball. Jake Browning, um, Dante Pettis, Miles Gaskin. And I think it's very similar to what Penn State has with McSorley and Saquon and some of the weapons that he's got on the outside too. This is a very, very uh, similar game in how I'm looking at this. Um, so I don't even know if I want to touch the spread, but I do like the over in this game. And I know that uh, – that Penn State's OC took a job with Mississippi State, but I still think that there's there's too much athleticism on offense for this game not to not to hit the over at 55. Yeah, e- even the new offensive coordinator can say half pack dive with Saquon Barkley. Not very complicated. So I, I think I actually I think this game is going to be a shootout. I, I think this is going to be a 38-35 game, and you can go either way for me. And the Fiesta Bowl usually lives up to that hype, so I can't fault you there. One that's going to be near and dear to my heart, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to – well, it's the nightcap, so at least I'll be enjoying the crap out of it. The Capital One Orange Bowl, number six Wisconsin Badgers, suffering the first loss of the year to Ohio State against number 11 Miami. Miami playing at home. This is ridiculous. But still, they're six-and-a-half-point they're six dogs. I hope the turnover chain stays in its, its, its place. 
Yeah, I, 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 this is, again, this is the backdoor football, uh, tough-nosed style of play Wisconsin team versus an athletic Miami team. Um, and I really don't know who has the edge here. But I actually – I like Wisconsin minus six and a half. I don't think – I don't think Miami is as good as as they were this year. And you look at – Look at some of the games they won. Um, coming back to beat Florida State, they should have lost to uh, they should have lost to Virginia. They had a tough time putting away another team. I think the Georgia Tech. They had a tough time putting away. This team just didn't. They didn't have the style points. Uh, I know they beat the hell out of Notre Dame, uh, but still, I like I like Wisconsin's defense in a in a in a low scoring game. I think this this has twenty four sixteen written all over it. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those games that Miami might have some fun early, but Wisconsin will play Wisconsin football, and they'll wear you down, they'll wear you down, and in the second half, they'll punch you in the face. Yeah. That's what that's and, what they do all year. And, and Miami's offense, too, I, it didn't reach its full potential. They lose Walton out of the backfield. Um, I think their tight end, Christopher Herman's out. They had Amon Richards, their top, or one of their top receivers. He's out. So, And it showed, too, against Clemson. I mean, they were already shorthanded, and they were already outmatched by – Clemson's front seven, and then when they lost, you know those those playmakers, it was it was a done deal, and I should have been all over Clemson minus ten and a half. I know it's I know it's you know easy to say that now, but looking back on it, Miami's offense, I think this this team's getting this team was hyped uh, down the stretch because of the turnover chain, because of how well they played on defense. Their offense really isn't anything to write home about. Yeah, no doubt. I'm glad you pointed that out. Let's go to January first. We have. Five bowl games that are capped off by the playoff games. We kick it off with the Outback Bowl. Michigan Harbaugh's versus South Carolina. Carolina seven and a half point dogs to Michigan. Totals 43. I personally like the under in this one, but tell me what you like. Yeah, I didn't watch too much South Carolina this year. A pretty decent season at 84. Um, I'm a Michigan fan, and there have been times where I have looked at lines from these teams, and I said, there's no way this team's going to cover this spread. And I think this is a game where they do. Um, I think Jim Harbaugh, with extra rest, uh, having a full month to prepare for South Carolina, um, I, I think he's going to have the defense humming. Uh, the offense, I think, is, is still a work in progress. And I think the thing that people forget about is how young this offense is and the players that they lose – from last year, they lost J.U. Chesson, Amara Darbo, Jake Butt, um, Davion Smith. They lose – I mean, they, <laughs> their, their entire skill corps is essentially new. Um, they have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a freshman. Position still kind of the same. They're still working with, like, three different running backs with Karan Higdon um, and, and some other guys. And then, you know, they're just trying to find that number two, number three receiver between Eddie McDoom and – Cole Crawford and, and this, this team still has a long way to go and I think Shea Patterson's gonna help it. But um you know Harbaugh he's beaten an SEC he's beaten Florida twice. Um you know he's been in close games against Ohio State, beaten Michigan State. Uh, so South Carolina, even though they're an SEC team, even though they're eight and four, I, I don't I don't think Michigan's gonna have a problem in this game. Interesting. The Big Ten's getting some love this year. I hope it continues in the Bulls. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, number 10, Central Florida, with a new coach in play there. Scott Frost did a heck of a job there to make 12-0 season. Going up against the number eight, Auburn, who just let me down in that SEC title game. I really wanted to beat Georgia. They did not, obviously. 
Auburn nine and a half point favorites, total 66 and a half. I'll be the first one to say that I was on the McKenzie Milton train early on in the year. Um, I don't have that in writing or anything, but I think hopefully the, the viewers will believe me on that one. But I trust you. Has, <laughs> thank you. This has Georgia Hawaii Sugar Bowl from 2007. I want to say written all over it when uh, I think it was. I think it was still during the Timmy Chang era. Yes, it was. I was gonna say I don't know if Colt Brennan was there yet, but this has all the makings of an Auburn like 52-20 win. I just think that, and the thing is. Central Florida's defense at times was okay. I mean, you look at the, the last few games against South Florida and against Memphis, two teams that run at unbelievable paces. Um, Auburn isn't gonna gonna get into a trap meet. They're probably not gonna run 85 plays, but they, they're gonna churn out. You know, they might churn out a first down on every play. And Stidham isn't gonna have to throw the ball as much as he as, as he uh, as he needs to. And I think I think if Carryon Johnson's healthy, he's gonna have a huge day. And I just think that. Auburn, if they go man-to-man on the outside, I think it's going to be a long day for Central Florida. I like Auburn minus nine and a half. Yeah, it, it, I, I agree with you on this one. I think it would be brutal. Yeah, Georgia won their game 41-10, to 10 and that just bloodbath. But, um, yeah, I like Auburn a lot. I I, I was shocked. They, they had the opening drive go up 7 nothing on Georgia and then just disappeared. I was just in shock of that game. No disrespect to Georgia at all. They're a great football team, but – I thought Auburn was definitely one of the top four teams in the nation. Surprised. Yeah. Let's go to the Citrus Bowl presented by Overton's number 15, Notre Dame versus number 14, LSU. Anytime we can get the big man on TV for LSU, I am such a fan of this. Give him, just make him do halftime interviews, pregame interviews, all of them. Ed Orgeron, give them to me. LSU minus three, total 51 and a half. Uh, you know what? I like LSU in the under in this game. Um, I've watched LSU a few times this year. I, I, I'm still waiting for that offense to get up to par with its defense because I, I think it's going to be real scary. Um, but it's, it's still an LSU defense. Um, a fantastic secondary that I think has the edge um, with Notre Dame's receivers. And I've been wrong. I remember this game was played a few years ago. Um, that was the – I think it was – correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was a Malik Zaire game when he stepped in for Everett Golson. Um, and I think they won that game, if I'm not mistaken. But I like LSU in this game. Uh, they'll probably burn me a lot. <laughs> but uh, I like the SEC in this match. I'll take LSU. Could have got them at minus one, but I didn't jump on it. So, wham, value, man. What's your thoughts on uh, side sidebar? When this season started, everyone's saying Ed O'Dron was just holding the spot for the next upcoming coach. What's your thoughts on, you know, a 9-3 and three season, big bowl game on, on tap? Do you think they are still looking somewhere else, or is this, like, his deal for now? Yeah, I, I really have no idea. They love Ed Orgeron. I mean, that's that's pretty much what it comes to. And it's tough. If they didn't – he's so loved there. I mean, he's, he's, a fun, he's a lovable guy. I mean, I like Ed Orgeron. I, you know, unless you are an Alabama fan or root for any other team in the SEC aside from LSU, I think you, were, you, you have to be an Ed Orgeron fan. But the thing is, it's like with the coaching carousel, you never know. I mean, at the same time, you got to realize that if you're going to get a different coach, it has to be an upgrade. And right now, it's like, well, who else are we getting? Who else is an upgrade over at Oregon? Kevin Sumlin? True. I mean, so there's really – I don't think there's anybody out there that you can look at and say, you know what, this is the guy for LSU. This is the guy that they need. So right now, it's it's like, why make a move? Don't make a move just to make a move. No, I, I agree completely. I, I hope they don't make a move. 
All right, let's go to the two playoff games. First off, we have the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, presented by Northwestern Mutual. Um, any people that are college football fans, and I'm assuming you are if you're listening to this or you're just a complete degenerate, either way, you're welcome. Um, I recommend going to this game. It is an amazing atmosphere. Uh, the Rose Bowl doesn't have to be this year. Just go to the Rose Bowl. It's absolutely awesome. We get Georgia versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma two-point dogs over under at 60. I, I like the over, but what's your thoughts? Yeah, me too. And if I was, if I was, you know, trying to get the best numbers and really locking in these these games as they go and trying to get the best number possible, I would have been all over Georgia when they opened up as a one-point dog. And you saw how quick the Georgia money came in. They 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 went, I think, as, as high as minus three in some books. And I, I think that Oklahoma being a favorite, opening up a favorite was <laughs> was an error. And I think that the books tried to overcorrect there. Um, I like Georgia and the over in this game. Nice, very nice. There's not much. There's not much else that I I can say that you guys don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm just I think Georgia's offense is going to move the ball. I think Baker Mayfield is going to put up points. Um, not as many as Georgia. Uh, I'll say 35-28. Nice. It should be a great game. And to cap it off, the All-State Sugar Bowl, we get a rematch. Alabama versus Clemson. And Clemson's a two-and-a-half-point dog. Total is 47. I like Clemson in the over. What do you like? I like – I don't like the side in this game, but I love the under. It's one of my favorite players. Really? Uh, I think looking at last year – I think Kelly Bryant, or excuse me, I think Deshaun Watson and what he did to Alabama the last two times. Um, I think Nick Saban only having one game film from that Clemson Alabama game, uh, and couple that with the way just the way that Deshaun Watson is and the, the playmakers that they had last year with Williams and Gallman, and you know they still have Deion Kane and they still have Hunter Renfro, they still have Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, Travis Etienne um, is going to be their feature back. He could be a Heisman frontrunner uh, or a Heisman top candidate going into the next season. But at the same time, the crux for me here is Clemson's defense. And I think that they are uh, far and away better than any defense in the country. Um, and I think that Alabama's offense uh, this year hasn't been great at all. Uh, Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball. Um, when he does, he still has Kelvin Ridley, but outside of that, he really doesn't have that, you know, that downfield threat. He doesn't have a big play threat. I think that after seeing two games go over, way over the number of the past two years, I think this one's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I think it's going to be something like 21-20, and you can pick the winner because I, I really don't have a read on the spread. I, gun to my head, I would take Clemson plus the two and a half, uh, but I like the under in this game a lot. Yeah, I, I, I like Clemson. I, I think they're the best team in the country, in my opinion. So you have Georgia, and you didn't pick another. Who do you think wins the whole thing? Um, I'm going to take Georgia and Clemson in the final, like Clemson to win it all. I think their defense is just yep. – is just – and I, you know, I'm not a defensive guru. I'm not somebody who, like, looks at film. But watching the way that they just maul offensive lines is – it's just – it's a spectacle. Um, yeah. I've, I've never been one to to like that. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. What's the word? Um, yeah, I can't even think of the word. 
but it's like it's like masterful the way that their defense plays and offense has been good enough this year to get by. I don't know how they lost to Syracuse. I really don't. Um, but I think this is the most balanced team. I think you have a great quarterback. I think you have an above average supporting cast on the outside, and then the defense is just shut down. And I think that even against an Alabama team, I know this is a down year for, for the Crimson Tide. Um, I still think that they can match up with them phys- physicality-wise, and I think it'll be enough to push them over. And I think that they're going to beat Georgia uh, decisively in the in the final they get there, which I do believe they do. Yeah, I agree with you there. We have some really good bowl games to to, to watch this year, starting out with the usual kind of miss teams that no one really knows matching up and some fun atmospheres. And then it, it finishes off, like I said, those last few days are just loaded with some big-time matchups. Uh, lots of fun. Go um, take care of your wife now because or your girlfriend or just lose her because you lose all your money either way. Yeah. But uh, you're going to be busy for a few weeks. Just let her know that. One question before we wrap her up. What are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield? I think he's great for the game. I think I, – I just – I think in, in – you have 130 teams, how many 500-plus draft prospects. It's so hard to for these guys to show their true character. Um, and I think for Baker Mayfield to be pretty much far and away the most polarizing college football player in the country, um, I think that says a lot. I, I have no problem him taunting Kansas on the sideline. I thought that was – I mean – I look at that and I say, dude, you're you're playing in Kansas in front of twenty thousand people. You're, you know, the the easiest way to shut them up is to put sixty on them or seventy because you can. Uh, but other than that, planting the flag on Ohio State, I thought was brilliant. I don't think you ever had to apologize for that. Um, clapping at TCU when they came out of the locker room, I mean, they they won that game handily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, if you can back it up, fantastic. Um, the only thing, like I said, that went overboard for me was the uh, was him grabbing his junk toward Kansas because it's like, dude, you're this is Kansas, you know, this isn't yeah. this isn't Bedlam, you know, you know, this isn't the national championship. Really, no need for it. But at the same time, I, I love Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah. People who compare him to Johnny Manziel, I don't think he's Johnny Manziel. I think he's a better. I think he's a better pro prospect. Yeah, aside from the run in with the, the with the cops, this guy isn't, you know. This guy isn't getting cited on TMZ every weekend for party. And, and I don't think he's a red flag at all for NFL teams. And I think he's – I wouldn't call him a lock duel in the first round, but I think he's going to go in that – probably that third tier toward the end of the draft, maybe do a contender. Um, and I think he has a good shot at starting in the next few years. So I, 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 I buy Baker Mayfield as, you know, a full rising figure in college and I also buy him as a draft prospect. I think the comps to Russell Wilson are – are spot on the way that I think if, if I'm not mistaken, he was the most accurate passer in college, in college football history this past season. Um, so I'm all about, I'm all about Baker Mayfield. I think he's great for the sport. Yeah. No, I had to ask because it, it, it surprises me how, how many people hate on him. I think he's amazing. I agree with everything you said. Finding a flag at Ohio state was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. They're college kids. Let them show emotion. It was awesome. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and, and, and I work in the media, and I hear, you know, it's it's the same thing every presser. It's you know we, you know we did we got the job done. Blah blah. It's so nice to see a change of pace, and 
you know, what Baker Mayfield did is what every college kid wants to do, but yet he was the one who did it. You know, I mean, how many times during rivalry games do you want to see these guys plant flags and take down goalposts in the, in the uh, you know, the home team's home stadium? I mean, I, I think there needs to be more of that, maybe to an extent. Uh, obviously, you don't want to get too carried away. Yeah, that's, I think it's fantastic for the game. I, I love, that's why I love college football is because of the, the drama, the upsets, and I just think that was just the cherry on top of why college football is so fantastic. So if you are, you know, keeping a, a, a leash on it and not letting it get too overboard, like I said, the Kansas thing was was overboard in my opinion. But if you're going to pinpoint that as like Baker Mayfield's, you know, if, if that's him, if you're coupling him with that, then you're wrong. It's just, you know. Yeah. That's who he is. He just got over. That's just my take. Completely agree. Well, my man, Alex, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Um, we'll have to do this a little more often next year or something and maybe talk again for draft time. But uh, always a good time, my man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thanks for dealing with my antics and all that. My <laughs> I don't care. You're, you're always welcome, you and your antics. Um, you, can, you can find Alex on Twitter at A-K-O-L-O-D-Z-I-E-G, Alex Kaloje. Kaloje. Oh, it's a J. You said G. Kaloje. K-O-L-O-D-Z-I-E-G. One year I will get this. One year I will get this right. I apologize. But uh, you can find the important stuff is his work at fanragsports.com, where he's your, your, your fitness expert and your NFL machine. Yeah, my sports gambling, fitness, the odds and abs guy. Odds and abs guy. I love that title. That needs to happen. Odds and abs guy. It's beautiful. Well, AK, man, thanks for joining me again. Everybody, this is Ben Bubba, Episode 60, College Football Bowl Preview. Catch you guys next time. Life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance because you'll feel protected no matter how the wind blows. Also, you can keep enjoying the home of your dreams. And our expert agents can help you save up to 23% when you bundle home with auto. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.